0: This is I Am Change podcast. The IIC podcast hopes to inspire you to live more consciously and be the change the society needs. I'm your host, Kori Aziz. <coughs> sound familiar? This is what an office would normally sound like, pre COVID nineteen, that is. But now, this is what many offices sound like. We heard the news and saw the reports of the novel coronavirus ravaging some parts of the world. China, Italy, the United States. We were safe for some time, but then the first case popped up in Nigeria. Soon after, others followed. It turned out we weren't immune, after all. It didn't take long before the government announced a lockdown in three states, Ogun State. The FCT and Nigeria's commercial hub, Lagos. How prepared were organizations? How have employees been affected? Can COVID 19 change the way we work for good? These are some of the questions I asked Ejirogene Nserime in my bid to understand how employers and employees are getting along in these trying times. Ejirogene is an HR professional with 15 years of experience working across the financial industry telecoms and consulting. Here's our discussion. COVID-19 has literally turned the world upside down. There are lockdowns, people have to work from home. How have employees been affected? Let's start with what happened right after the lockdown was announced.
1: Some organizations were not ready at the time that announcement came out. that's why you notice that a state quickly pleaded with the the president to say, can you give us till Friday of X, Y, Z? By X, Y, Z, we will be ready. Um, There are some government workers, as I speak to you, that are probably not even paid salaries. And so the total lockdown is really, really, really hitting hard on a lot of employees.
0: Hmm, But how about businesses? How have businesses been affected
1: There are some businesses that, because they are service-oriented, it's only when they have working customers that they can actually make money. They need to eat in their restaurant, use their gym services for them to make money. The dentist, who needs to see patients, they've all shut down. And what is critical in the health sector right now is making sure that uh, the fundamental health services are available. However, there are some businesses that, irrespective of the shutdown, they would always continue to make money pharmacy are still open and so people need to buy those basics drugs and the likes they get supplies they would always continue to be operational mm,
0: understandably but because of the lockdown a lot of people have been forced to work from home how did offices respond to this how did they adjust
1: we've seen that there was a total lockdown in America some countries in Europe in Germany some businesses we were monitoring down here in Nigeria. They were monitoring and supervising how this was happening. And the moment we had our first case, some businesses saw the need to adjust and they now started planning proactively. Some businesses did not even make any attempt, And so some organizations were really not ready. Initially, there was a struggle for some organizations to actually let their employees, you know, start working from home. Instead, some adjusted to the approach of, okay, we would have a 50-50 work distribution. This week, some people will be at work. Next week, some... But that was even still not a very realistic approach because this is not even trying to encourage flexible work. This is trying to keep employees safe, at the same time, continue to operate effectively and efficiently. And so in that instance, some organizations now realized that that 50-50 model was not going to work. And some have, right now, have moved into the mood of 100% Remote working.
0: Yeah, certainly. I know quite a few people who are working from home right now. But how do you think employees are getting along, especially when this lockdown thing first started? How much of a struggle was it for employees?
1: If there is no infrastructure in place, employees will pretty much struggle. However, there are some organizations that have found a way around it. They've encouraged employees that, okay, you know what, irrespective of the fact that they don't have laptops for them, everyone uses a desktop from at work. So, they've asked them to work remotely. What that then means is that they would have to all use their laptops, their personal laptops. Um, That itself also has its risks. Anyway, if the organization is not prepared to ensure that cybersecurity is considered, how would they mitigate cybersecurity in that instance?
0: Hmm. Um, Meanwhile, for many people, This will be the first time that they have been exposed to working from home. How do you think first-timers like this might be faring?
1: For employees who have not really been exposed to a flexi-work model, the tendency of continuing work almost to the detriment of the individual is there. Because for someone who is a hard worker, the moment a person is plugged into the system, there's a high tendency that the work would kick until even past five past six i've had colleagues even say that i even forgot to have breakfast i forgot to have lunch parents have locked themselves up in the the study trying to you know attend to deliverables for money till night and their kids are still in their own space either doing their assignments or you know playing and the likes they might not end up seeing their kids until late at night there's a high tendency that people will become so hung up on their work that they would, you know, get burnt out in this period that when we eventually get out of this lockdown and it's time to resume physical work, people are really going to be tired.
0: I think it would be the worst if people actually return to work feeling tired. Working from home should be easier. Anyways, um, for workers who may be having a hard time working from home, what can they do to work better, to work more consciously? Are there any tips that you can share?
1: Um, stretch, take a five-minute break, drink a lot of water so that you can always go to the restroom to, you know, relieve yourself. That in itself is a form of break. As you're taking those breaks, you're making some um, movements. You're making calls. You don't need to sit at your desk. You could just walk around and continue with that conversation. Rather than have all the tools on your laptop, install some of those tools. The Microsoft Teams, Zoom, that the tools that you use for meetings install them on your phone so that if they, they, there is a long call going on and you need to you know be a part of that meeting you have a treadmill in the house just put yourself on mute stay on the treadmill and take some steps that would you know get you actively burning out some calories and some stretching your your body as well because it's really essential
0: mm-hmm. absolutely in fact i'm guilty of sitting down like almost all day. But I'm wondering now, financially, how are employees suffering or likely to suffer as a result of the lockdown?
1: Speaking to how employees are really suffering during this period, um, there are different ways to to look at it. There are some employees that their employers have chosen to stop paying salaries because there's no revenue uh, being generated at this period. There are some organizations that have said, oh, we can no longer afford to pay 100%. Some have even decided to say they will want to tie it to um, how much profit they make. And so for employees that really don't have anything to fall back on, those ones are really the ones I'm really much more concerned about. And now it's the employees that are running generators in their respective homes. It's the employees are buying fuel, they will need to run their generators to put support the power that they would plug into for them to be able to have their laptops to work. Some have to buy UPSC, some have to buy um, inverters and batteries. That cost is coming to the employee, not to the employer.
0: So essentially, businesses are saving costs since they've transferred these costs to the employees. Employers
1: might be saving some costs, but they will still have to maintain the headcount cost. And there are some businesses that have said, you know, we there is really no way we can service people. The the eye doctor will not be able to meet clients and provide the type of services that they will require.
0: Very true. Very true. But then how about people who still have to go to work? People like health workers, people who have to load ATMs?
1: Some employers are thinking of different ways that they can support those that need to actually be at work because they've been classified as essential services. Are employers thinking of some form of hazard allowance for them? But again, my question again will be, how much hazard allowance do you want to pay someone for risking their life, really?
0: There's really no value you can place on a life. Meanwhile, I'm wondering what kind of job opportunities might be lost at this time, because it is a difficult time.
1: There are some employees that have resigned from their previous employers. They've taken on offers in some other places. Their resumptions are in the future. And so some businesses have responded positively. They have a plan. They have a structure to enable them, you know, run operationally, even have people resume virtually. There are some that cannot.
0: I can imagine how difficult it will be for someone who is between jobs. But... I'm thinking flexible working can't be all bad. Who do you think might benefit most from flexible working arrangements—the employees or the employers?
1: Honestly, in terms of those that would benefit the most from flexi work, whether it's the employer or the employee, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure there is really a clear-cut answer to that. The Reason I say that is. Uh, before now, there are some employee, em- employers that have been very traditional and they've never found any reason or need for businesses to actually allow for people to work remotely. And so for those ones, they struggle with that because people have not been um, equipped with the tools that can support them to work remotely. Um, how do you supervise and project manage deliverables and tasks to ensure that work is being done, even when, you know, someone is not physically in the office supervising you? Oh, do you understand?
0: Oh, yes, I, I get what you're saying. So working from home can feel isolating. I mean, um, there is now distance created between colleagues. If the lockdown goes on for long enough, and we don't know how long it's going to last, how much will company culture be affected? That's if it's going to be affected at all.
1: So with regards to corporate culture, I think the fundamental thing that needs to happen is for organizations to first look deeply at those culture cultures that are that they are very strong at and evaluate them to determine if are they still very strong on those particular cultures? If they aren't, what are those things that they need to do? Those things that you are not strong at are the things that you need to begin to as an organization begin to reinforce on a regular basis. If, for example, line managers are not good at giving feedback, this is almost like the right time to begin to reinforce that. And, you know, because of the fact that the world has so much advanced in providing tools that support our daily lives, pretty much we can leverage on all of those things. WhatsApp call, WhatsApp messenger, WhatsApp video. So even if the organization cannot spend money on Microsoft tools, they can leverage on WhatsApp. They can leverage on on do.
0: Mm, I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of organizations are already using um, these platforms. But other than deploying these tools, what else can organizations do to maintain company culture?
1: Surveys is also a very um, strong thing. Some organizations have built some softwares leveraging on artificial intelligence and machine learning to be able to understand behavioral patterns, some specific types of words. That are, are used consistently can express some moods and express some feelings that employees can actually have and you can delve into those things and begin to determine to know if employees are feeling a certain way at any point in time for those that have employee assistance programs in the organization where they are very particular and concerned about the mental well-being of their, or, or, or their employees, this is the right time to actually leverage on those type of services, push them out to your employees because employees are going through different things and different um, emotions are, are playing out this period. Every employee that is healthy, totally healthy, the total well-being of the employee is intact. That speaks volume to how productive they can be remotely, even if the line managers can't see them, do you understand?
0: Yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, Clearly, successfully working remotely requires a heavy reliance on technology. I imagine that not all staff might easily adapt. And I'm thinking particularly about older staff now. Will they have more of a hard time adjusting? An
1: organization that, for example, that has a large population of baby boomers, as its workforce. They are not going to be very, very tech savvy. So they will struggle a whole lot with using some virtual tools that will support their effectiveness at work. I'm at home, working from home rather. You would have to deploy some short videos, quick tips on how to do it yourself to those group of people. Have some people support them remotely, log on to their systems and give them some support interactively and help them to be able to understand how to function alone. So the, the mix of the generation and the workforce would also determine the type of culture refocusing that you probably might be thinking about or reinforcement to ensure that if the baby boomers are going to be struggling with using tech uh, solutions, how can we support them? Mm,
0: it seems a lot of that will be dependent on team spirit as well, helping your colleagues get along and stuff. Now, I'm even wondering, do you think working remotely could negatively affect team spirit? I mean, especially since you don't get to see your colleagues every day, you don't get to do the same activities you used to do together and all that.
1: Okay, speaking to team spirit, it's very important. This is one very fundamental thing that also speaks to the type of culture the organization has. With this current predicament, it's important that line managers especially have a very, very flexible approach to how they reach out to their teammates. Don't ever walk in isolation because the truth of the matter is if you walk in isolation, that tendency of feeling as though you are not in the workspace can set in. So you wake up in the morning as a line manager, you can just put everybody through on the conference call. Hi, um, how are you doing, teammates? Okay, so what are we doing today? Are there things that we need to deliver on that we have not worked on? What are you working on that is still pending on your table? And so those conversations are clear. Invest more on data and make those video calls of, or audio calls. Um, you can also do short notes, record the calls and drop the notes. They're going to be cheaper for you. I even saw a huge opportunity for virtual virtual events. Say, for example, you have an, uh, a colleague's birthday. Put everyone through a, a conference a video call and celebrate the moment with their employee. So social distancing might be there, but let us leverage on social interaction as against emphasizing social distancing. There are certain rituals that some teams are used to. These rituals are things that um, you've, you've done together in the past. That ritual needs to be sustained. If you used to play certain games together as colleagues, don't lose sight of those games because it will have a way of also bringing everybody together. So if as an organization and an HR professional, you do not have rituals that your teammates are used to, You can begin to take advantage of it now and begin to build on it. What are those rituals that can, you know, encourage team bonding, that can encourage team spirits, irrespective of the fact that people are working remotely? That is something that organizations can take advantage of.
0: I think I like the idea of a virtual office party. Anyway, let's think about um, what might happen in the future. When all of this is over, do you think COVID-19 could change the way we work for good?
1: Eventually, the lockdown is lifted. A lot of businesses are going to have to start rethinking work model. And so for some employers, it's a blessing in disguise. So if they relook their work model and they realize that, oh, we don't really need to have 100 people in this workspace any longer. But I I see a situation in the future where some businesses would have to then adjust and say, okay, we really do not need 100 people physically present at work for work to actually go on. If we could actually work effectively during the COVID situation. And so, some businesses would have to then begin to think how they can lease out their office spaces, then ease off some employees, not lay them off from being physically off um, available um, at work, but they can work remotely, such that employees can work two weeks in a month remotely, two weeks in a month physically in the office. That would then give room for alternating. So people that would be in the office in two weeks will not be in the office the upper week. And so no one no one will lay claim to a workspace any longer. So the workspace in Nigeria is gonna change potentially because employers are gonna be thinking of how to save costs. Some are gonna be very brutal in some business decisions. They're gonna reduce their headcounts because they will likely shrink some jobs and that potentially can happen.
0: That won't be nice for a lot of employees. But is there anything at all that workers can do to give themselves an edge so they don't lose out completely in all of this?
1: Employees need to begin to raise up that beyond what I am doing now, I could do X, Y, Z, and I am a potential asset to my employer. You need to step up your, your game. If your model of work was that which you would require that, oh, okay, you take your time to actually attend to things, Your work model would have to change. And so you need to change your mindset around how do I deliver on my work, on my task, such that my employer does not begin to think that "Mm, this person is not responsive as I expect them to be. All we all need to do as employers, as employees, is to begin to think introspectively about how we can benefit from these situations.
0: And that was my discussion with HR professional Ejiro Geneno What do you think? Ultimately, will the way we work be improved? Or will the suffering outweigh the possible benefits? We'd like to hear from you. Send us a message via Facebook or Twitter. On Twitter, we are at IAC underscore podcast. And on Facebook, we are at IamChangePodcast. You can also search IAC Podcast. Don't forget to share this episode to your friends. Please rate and review IAC Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, more people can find us. Until the next episode, continue to be the change you want to see.